Hi, this is Jen from How We End, and you are watching CMS TV. All right, let's do like one. I don't even want to take a break. Let's just. Let's just power through one more story, maybe two, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. All right. Fine with me. We will uh, make that work. Cool. Uh, let me see. What do I got here on the lineup here? Oh, well, since we're going to just do a couple of s- short stories. Yeah. Here, Here's one for you, since you kind of like the sleazy chicks and so on and so forth. So people tell me. All right. <laughs> here's a Here's a bizarre story for you okay a strip club manager claims that quentin tarantino paid a stripper ten thousand dollars to lick her feet ah. <laughs> i don't doubt that tarantino seems like a weirdo enough to want i mean the, the real question is, why would he have to pay her $10,000? I guess it was sort of like, uh, yeah, I'm a weirdo, and I know you know I'm a weirdo, but if I make it worth your while, maybe you won't make this uh, story. Maybe you won't, won't run to uh, you TMZ know, or whatever and tell them I, I paid you to lick your feet. Yeah, well, that worked out well, didn't it? Well. This, uh, this this wasn't a recent happening, apparently. This was okay. one of those times. Who knows when this took place? Mm-hmm. In one of those edifying moments that the uh, internet specializes in, a self-described lowlife from North Carolina who goes by NorCal Lowlife has offered perhaps the most graphic depiction yet of Quentin Tarantino's fabled foot fetish sure low life known as page rad has apparently been some kind of a senior staff writer at hollywood strip club crazy girls and appeared on a podcast called uh what is it get in the low let's see here get okay. in let's see doesn't get matter in, who cares oh, get in the car get in this car this week yeah, here's my question. Why do you have a staff writer at a fucking strip club? Who knows? What does the staff writer at the strip club do? Maybe maybe it's one of those strip clubs that attract uh, celebrities. And they're sort of like the paparazzi staff writer. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, I thought maybe they were scripting the dancing or something. It might have been like, uh, you know, this might be a popular place where like celebrity type people show up and they're Mm -hmm. age six or the TMZ of strip clubs. Right. And say so-and-so frequented our club this week. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Sure. Uh, Low Life alleged that the Pulp Fiction director is, isn't that funny here. Here we go. We talking about uh, Guns N' Roses living off the legacy of their 1987 release. Yeah. But yet Quentin Tarantino is living off his uh, 1994 uh, yeah. Pulp Fiction. They can't find any more recent Tarantino movie. Nothing more relevant. The Grindhouse director or something. <laughs> 
no. People will remember Quentin Tarantino for Pulp Fiction, which which yeah, I mean, did yeah. is one of my favorite movies. And didn't he do the one also with uh, Mr. Pink and Mr. What was that? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Reservoir uh, Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, yeah, yeah. sure. Because uh, you know the uh, Vincent Vega, yeah, his his brother was his quote unquote his brother was one of the guys in Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. Vic Vega. Yeah, Vic Vega. Right. Then he parlayed that into Vincent Vega. That's right. Which was his brother. Mm-hmm. They were all involved with that scene because all of this, a lot of the same uh, people were in both of the movies. Right. Harvey Keitel. And uh, what was the guy who Madsen? died? Yeah, the guy he was. I uh, can't remember what that guy's name was, but uh, the guy who. Uh, he was one of the, uh, he was the guy who was uh, holding up the patrons in the coffee shop. I can't think of his name, but he was the undercover cop in, uh, in Reservoir Dogs. Okay. He acted like he was one of the criminals, but uh, he was actually an undercover cop. I'm looking. I'm terrible at this. Um... Tim Roth? Yeah, Tim Roth. Okay. Mr. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. Right. Yeah, he, he got shot up. But anyway, uh, Low, Low Life alleged that Pulp Fiction director visited the, the club. He didn't uh, reveal when and requested a VIP room and the company of the dancer with the biggest tits and the biggest <laughs> ass in the place. Jeez, nice. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Send me Kim Kardashian, will you? Yeah. Don't, I don't get that, the Kardashian thing. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's living the high life and, you know, I mean, who, who wouldn't want to be independently wealthy and just be able to do what you want to do? I get that part. I'm just saying I don't get, I don't get guys that find her to be. Her or her sisters to be this fucking like top of the food chain hot. Who knows? I don't get it. All right. Living up to his name, Low Life said he went to a back room and watched the action on the CCTV monitor out of curiosity. So you're you're basically a voyeur. Yeah, so, he is. All right. He's sitting down. She's about to do her little take off her top thing low life said and he gets up throws her on the fucking seat takes her boots off one at a time both shoes just starts licking the bottom of her feet and sucking her toes all right low life said that the oscar winning uh auteur went on to uh market so to speak for about 30 minutes and by the time he was done her feet look like, you know, when you take a bubble bath like prunes. So he, he sucked and licked her feet until they were shriveled. <laughs> All right. Yuck. All right. Yeah. How much saliva I, does he have in his mouth? I know. Really? It's just like he, so he pruned up her feet to where they were all shrivelly. Okay. I think he gave her 10 grand. Quentin Tarantino's foot thing has long been something of an open-toed secret in uh, 
terrace. They're trying to be clever here. Terrace salt town. Like uh, Tinsel Town. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> more than a decade. Uh, his movies are full of gratuitous foot shots. And in 2010, Uma Therma even toasted him at Friars Club, roast honoring him by serving him champagne in her black velvet uh, shoes. At the same event, Eli Roth, a star in Tarantino's Nazi Hunter flick, uh, Inglorious Bastards, cracked the joke in just as poor taste as a uh, podiatric Don, I don't know, Dom Perion, whatever. He whatever. at the movie icon has a bigger shoe collection than Duche. Okay, then. All right. So, Still gross. <laughs> so he likes to, he's got a foot thing. Yeah. Do you know anybody that has a foot thing? Do you have a foot thing? Are no. Feet? No, I can't say that I do. There's too many ways feet can go bad. <laughs> okay. And I know, and I know ultimately you can say the same thing about pussy, but, but I think there's more ways feet can be bad than pussy. Pussy. There's only really two ways it can be bad. You know, either, either yeasty or fucking, um, what's the other one? Bleeding. Bleeding to meat? No pussy. Oh, bleeding pussy. That's the only two ways people would find that to be bad. All right. Leading pussy or fucking yeasty pussy. Right. Feet. Man, you could get lint. <laughs> you could get fucking foot cheese. Uh, you mean like putting them in your mouth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways it could be wrong. Just they could just stink. Oh, yeah. Just in general. True. From, you know, because you were wearing tennis shoes or something all day long, and then you fucking go, go to lick some girl's foot and... Just comes off like a fucking odor eater. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's just too many ways feet could be bad. Just have it. There's too much stuff that could get on your feet. <laughs> True. I mean, you could have stepped in shit and not fucking cleaned it up enough. Yeah. You could have fucking stepped in a puddle of piss. You could have stepped in whatever, you know, dead worms in your yard if you're walking through <laughs> your grass. <laughs> There's just too many ways feet can go bad. Right, I agree. We're we're pussy. There's just really just the two. Is there more than the two? Man, not that I'm aware. Either you got blood or smell. Yeah, blood or smell, and that's it. Right, and yeast three. Well, the yeast infection. Is, well, yeast is what makes it smell, though. Yeah, yeah, true. There would be the smell if there's an infection. Right. So yeah, two, two All ways. Right. Fair enough. All right, one more story and we'll get out of here. All right, cool. A grown man had to be rushed to the emergency surgery after he got a can stuck in his ass. All right. Do I even ask if it's a if it's a soup can or a fucking oil can? It's a deodorant can. Deodorant can. Right. Spray deodorant? Yes. Like like uh I don't know. I, I don't use spray deodorant. So he had a, he had a, wait a minute. He had a spray deodorant can wedged so far up his ass. He had to have surgery to get it out. I mean, that thing's gotta be that long. Uh, well, probably I would imagine. <laughs> well, he fell and slipped in, in the, in the, sure he did. And he fell on it. Sure. He did. <laughs> 
Yeah, because that's what happens all the time. I'm constantly falling on shit and having to go up my ass. Right. Good Lord. All right, go uh, ahead. No, this is not sophomoric potty humor. An unidentified 30-year-old male required medical assistance two hours after inserting a deodorant canister into his ass. According to a cringy case study published by the Visual Journal of Emergency Surgery, <laughs> the Iranian patient. <laughs> Iranian. Hello. Hello. My name is Bill. My name is Abu. Right. And I got an ouchie in my bunghole. <laughs> the Iranian patient. Uh, was experiencing acute abdominal pain as a result of his heinous, anus pursuit of sexual pleasure by way of what's termed as foreign body or FB in the medical community. His attending physicians at the Tehran University of Medical Sciences Emergency Department reported. I'm surprised this guy didn't get dragged out and just shot in the street. What are you doing, you faggot? (laughs) Please take it out of my ass. I've got to go sing for Van Halen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what the hell are you faggots doing? Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Co-study authors, Dr. Blah, 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 blah. I couldn't even pronounce these names if I if my life depended on it, wrote that although this is an uncommon uh, presentation in any ER, it is most commonly self-inserted rectally in male youths with erotic attitudes. (laughs) Just that sentence is horrible. It's generally inserted by male youths with erotic attitudes. Right. Just yuck. Yeah. I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah. Unless I stick a can up my ass. Use the aerosol part to lube it up a little right. bit. <laughs> Good God. There were initially no associated symptoms such as nausea, vomiting, rectal bleeding, or abdominal bowel movements. Uh, the co authors uh, noted the patient's vital signs also were normal, and he had no past medical or drug history other than uncomplicated previous rectal foreign body insertion. (laughs) However, the Iranian man uh, was reportedly in too much pain for a standard rectal investigation. So the surgeon was forced to use a x-ray to find it had traveled into his digestive tract. So it was going up and up and up. Up into his digestive tract. Yeah, because it sort of, I guess it must have been started spasming. It started like sucking it up into his, you know. Into his intestines? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Talk about an old spice. Jesus. (laughs) The surgeons made an incision on his stomach and removed the irritant, the antiperspirant. The patient spent one day under observation and met with the the psychiatrist before being discharged from the hospital. <laughs> the clinics in in Cologne and rectal surgery or colon and rectal surgery journal reported that rectal foreign bodies have a storied history as part of anio rectal trauma. Mm-hmm. 
Was was the deodorant arid extra deep? <laughs> it was extra deep, yes. <laughs> the first uh, documented report on the management of retained rectal foreign bodies dates back to the 16th century, while the first case reports of the modern era were published in 1919. In the new medical journal study, the trio of ER doctors wrote that the most common foreign bodies are sexual devices followed by glass bottles, foods, and vegetables, notably cucumbers and wooden objects. Wooden objects. That just, wood and glass just sound (laughs) like the two. How many ways can that go wrong? Yeah, plenty. Can you imagine? I'm sure you can't because I can't either. Now, now I'm about to say it and I can't even imagine it. You imagine ramming some fucking piece of wood up your ass and pulling it back out and getting like splinters in your fucking inner asshole? I guess. I mean, you know. How would you get them out? Let's ram it down, baby. Get all infected and shit inside because you got a splinter in your inner asshole. I got a splinter in my ass. Ugh. Uh, one especially bizarre case earlier this month, the man in the Czech Republic died with a ping pong up his ass. Oh, after, that's old school. After electrocuting himself during the self-pleasuring session gone horribly awry. We know of that guy. Uh, meanwhile, experts have long warned of that foreign bodies can perforate the bowel, causing fecal matter to seep into the abdomen wall, causing potential fatal uh, infections. Uh, removing a rectal foreign body may be high risk and should be done by a surgeon or a gastrologist skilled in the foreign body removal. Uh, meanwhile, another notable paraphilia paraphiliac i guess it is practice is urethral sounding in which people attempt to stimulate themselves by sticking form objects from double a batteries and christmas ornaments to six feet of string and six kidney beans into their urethra yeah <laughs> so how do you stick something up your pee hole hmm. See, I've seen some of that disgust. <laughs> I've seen some of that back back in the E-bombs world days. <laughs> there was a thing. I don't know how old it was. And I, and I know it was fucking grosser than gross because my daughter used to send it to me just to fucking gross me out. But there was, a fad, there was a fad for a while where guys were sticking live worms in their dick hole. Live worms? Live worms. Okay. My daughter, she's like 18 years old at the time. She sent me these pictures of guys' dicks with wormholes, with worms coming out of their dicks. I was like, why are you sending me this? I got a worm in my dick. Worms in their dick. Okay. It was fucking nasty. Yeah, I know. As, as putting anything in your dick would be. Yeah, why would you put try to stick, stick something in your pee hole? Yeah, any, any of it is nasty, but Ugh. I just remember when the worms in the dick was a thing. That's a new one on me. Gross. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) What the hell are you faggots doing? Jesus. This has been a very themed show tonight. Really has been. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Yeah. yeah. So we've we've tried to, you know, do our part. Yeah. (laughs) We've hooked you up. 
All right. Well, we're going to end a little early tonight. Yeah. But we gave uh, you enough. We've given you all the funny. That's right. Nothing. But uh, yeah, sign up to the locals. Again, tell them how to do that, Chris. Please go to classicmetalshow.locals.com and sign up. And like we said, we are going to be doing some giveaways here in the next couple of couple of days. So all right. if you're signed up, you have a chance to win. All right. Just like buying a lottery ticket. That's right. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody who's uh, tuned in tonight and been a part of the show. And uh, we're just going to get out of here just a wee bit early. That's right. We've given you enough for nothing. That's right. You got it. But uh, I'll let you pick a closing song to take us out tonight. All right. How about if, um, if uh, since we had that, that sexy segment, if we end it with Ram It Down. All right. Judas Priest. Yeah. It's, it's very fitting. Yeah. All right. Judas Priest, ram it down. Yeah. Air is all can. I will pound. Exactly. Ram it down. Ram it down. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate everybody who's tuned in and laughed along with us and all that fun stuff. And we'll be back next Saturday. We'll do it all over again. So uh, join our locals page and, you know, have a chance to win some free swag. That's right. All right. All right. Well, we're out of here. This is Neely along with my very good friend, Chris Egan. And we'll see you next week. Bye, kids. 